Well, we have a happy coincidence today, I think, as we celebrate as the Church Trinity Sunday, and as people in the United States, as families, celebrate Father's Day. That on this Trinity Sunday, we call to mind that God is Father, Son, and Spirit. Jesus, when he lived his life on this earth, when he went about his public ministry before his death and resurrection, he would go off to deserted places and he would pray. And in those moments, he would pray to his Father in secret. And when the disciples saw that Jesus was praying in those places, they came to him and said, Jesus, teach us how to pray as you pray. And so he said, pray in this way, our Father who art in heaven, and so on. On that night before Jesus died, after he celebrated the Last Supper, or that first Eucharist with his apostles, he went into the Garden of Gethsemane, and there he prayed to his Father again, Father, not my will, but your will be done. And from the cross he says, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. So Jesus prays to God as Father. And as Jesus goes about, he teaches about God the Father as well. What I'd like to suggest today is that as we think about God the Father, that really earthly fatherhood is a participation in that fatherhood of God. The scriptures tell us all about God's fatherhood, that God is all good and all loving, all knowing, all forgiving, all of these different attributes of who God is. And so that's what a father is called to be, all good, all loving, all forgiving. A few weeks ago, I was out in Boston at a conference, and uh, I knew that there was a saintly priest who was buried out there named Father Patrick Payton. And I wanted to go and visit his gravesite and the place where he was buried. And uh, in anticipation of that, though, I read his autobiography, which was recently re-released because he was a saintly priest. He's on the road to sainthood. He could be Saint Patrick Payton. Patrick Payton immigrated from Ireland. He came to the United States, leaving his family. His brother accompanied him, and then he went on to join the Holy Cross Fathers of the University of Notre Dame and other institutions that they run. While he was studying to be a priest, he was stricken with tuberculosis, and they thought he was going to die. There was no hope. The doctors had given up. But he knew that his hope was in God and in the prayers of the Blessed Virgin. And so he prayed before a statue of Our Lady and said, If you give me this grace of healing, I'll spread devotion to the rosary for the rest of my life. And that's exactly what happened. He experienced a healing in that moment, and he went about, even though he had tuberculosis, that he went around all over the world. He should have been extremely tired all the time, but he had enough energy to be able to preach to hundreds of thousands of peoples in stadiums and open fields to share about family prayer and the rosary. One of the things that struck me as I read his autobiography on the plane was that the role of his father was very significant. And maybe today we can ask, what type of father does God want the fathers of our parish, of our community, the fathers of our world to be? And I think Father Patrick Payton, reflecting on his own father, can help us to understand that. I think the very first thing a father needs to be 
is a leader of prayer in the family. This is what Father Patrick says. In his presence, one felt uplifted, almost like being in church. I don't mean that he preached to us. What impressed me was the way he lived and the way he prayed, especially when each evening all knelt together to say the rosary. If there was one inflexible rule in our home, it was that every one of us had to participate in the family rosary led by my father. It didn't matter how hard or how long the day's work was. And so his father leads him in prayer, leads the family. He prays with them and he prays for them. And Father Patrick Payne, I think, must have been so impressed by this. It made such an impression on his heart, on his mind, on his soul, that that's why he promoted this idea of family prayer. It's why he said that when the family prays together, they stay together. It's because he saw his own father as a leader of prayer. Maybe secondly, a father needs to be a teacher of the faith to their children. Again, Father Patrick's dad encompasses this. He writes, I remember the very last Sunday I ever spent with him in this world. I was alone in the house with only my mother and himself when he called me into the bedroom. Go down on your knees, he said in his most gentle voice, and make a promise here before the picture of the Sacred Heart. From now on, there will be nobody but yourself to advise you and to decide for you. But your responsibility will always be to save your soul. And so I want you to promise to be faithful to our Lord in America. It's a father taking his son aside and saying, I want what's best for you. I want you to go to heaven. I want you not to abandon all the ways that I taught you. You can easily go awry, but stay faithful. Remain on the course. The father's great concern, teaching him how to be faithful. Maybe today in our day and age, it might look like a father teaching the child that perhaps Sunday Mass is important, that above baseball games or football games or any other type of recreation, that Mass is important and we should make time for it. A father should teach the children how to love. They should see in him an example of how to love their mother or their brothers and sisters to love their family and their friends. There's a statistic that says that when the father practices his faith, teaches the faith, whatever, that about 80% of those children will continue practicing the faith in their adult years. But if the father doesn't practice the faith, well, then it's less than 20%. Maybe some of us here today are either an antithesis of that, that survived above that, or maybe you can realize how true that is in your own life. Thirdly, a father should be loved by his family, not hated, not despised, not cursed, but loved by his family. And so this is what Father Patrick recalls of his father. My father's family had traditionally been buried at Kilgarvin in Bonnenconlin Parish, but my father said he wanted to be buried in Killeen because it was on the road from Kara Castle to the church at Addy Mass. When you are going up to Mass on Sunday, you won't be tempted to forget me. So if the father is loved by his children, they'll never forget him. 
that even in death, they'll still love him and honor him and pray for him and remember him in all of these different ways. Jesus, in our gospel, shows us how much he loves the Father. He says, everything that the Father has is mine, and he teaches us about God the Father because he loves his Father. Today, as we celebrate Trinity Sunday, calling to mind the blessing of God the Father in our life, we also remember our earthly fathers and how good they have been to us or maybe our own need to be able to forgive them. Today, we ask the Lord to help all the men of our parish who are fathers to be leaders of prayer and teachers of the faith so that they might be loved by us and those who surround them.